Learn to trade stocks successfully. Learn to profit consistently. I'm Ryan Mallory, and on my weekly podcast, I'm going to teach you the ins and outs of a complex, ever-changing stock market. You will learn to trade better, trade smarter, and profit bigger. Now, let's go trade. Hey everyone, this is Ryan Mallory with SharePlanner.com. I'm doing another podcast slash YouTube video with you guys. And you know what? It's been a long time since I've done a uh, YouTube or a podcast. It's almost been about two months. And uh, it's not that I've been just sitting on my hands doing nothing. I've actually been moving into a new office, getting it set up in such a way. I'm not ready to show it to you guys yet, but getting it set up in such a way to where I can provide you better and uh, more consistent content in the future. And so I'm really excited about that. I think you're going to like some of the plans that I have in store for you with SharePlanner and so let's go ahead and just get right out off to the, the topic at hand here on this podcast. And that's going to be, is should, you, should you be selling your stocks right now? Should, should you be booking gains? Should you be waiting for the next leg to drop? And so you take a look at the S&P 500 here, right? And we went from about 29, what was it, about 29.40 all the way down to a crazy... And that 2940 was in the very beginning of October, like October 3rd. And then we hit a low of 2346. So almost 600 points. I mean, you you think about that, how crazy of a sell-off that is for just a three-month period. And December was just, it was it was a bad time for traders and investors alike. Now, for me, actually, it was actually a pretty good month. I, I finished higher. I finished higher every month of the year for for. Um, 2018 in January is off to an equally good start, off to a, a very solid start in January. And in fact, January was kind of kind of brutal in the very beginning because like a lot of people, I bought Apple um, in the beginning of the year and then they had the earnings slash or the guidance slash and it just killed that stock. I, I think that was like one of the biggest losses that I've taken in the history of the splash zone, the swing trading splash zone. Um, I lost about seven plus percent on it. I made a little bit back on it when I traded Apple later on in the month. I think I made like three percent on that trade. But nonetheless, it was it was a tough trade. It was a horrible way to start uh, a month, much less a uh, or it was just horrible way to start the new year, right? Twenty nineteen. You don't want to be in the hole, but I found myself in the hole. But I clawed my way out of it. I had some really good trades, and uh, the Apple trade didn't define me. Um, and that's that's the beauty of not letting losses get out of hand. To go ahead and book book profits along the way, raise those stop losses. If you if you do find yourself on the losing side of a trade, to not just double down on it or add more capital to it because that, that's a losing strategy. So there was plenty of time in the month, made my way back uh, from it, and uh, it turned into a really solid start to the year. So uh, so yeah, let's get back to it. Though. We talked about this near 600-point drop, drop in, in quarter four. It was, it was pretty rough. And then you had this incredible rally that's been going on ever since so since december 26 we've been up like 21 out of 28 days not counting today because i'm not sure where we're gonna finish up on the day but 20 21 out of 28 that means it's been going up 75 percent of the time and, and it's not just going up in small bits i mean a little bit it's been going up a little bit less and less in terms of the the price range over the past week or so but if you look in the very beginning i mean these were some massive swings we had like an 1100 point rally right here uh on the dow on and it was like over 100 points on the s p back on december 26th which it which pretty much kicked off the entire rally in itself so really a a phenomenal run a lot of money that can have been made i don't think that it was a rally that you wanted to just put all your 
eggs in one basket and assume that it was going up because I think that there was always that possibility that it could sell off, but you wanted to incrementally increase your positions, uh, the number of positions you were holding as those other positions were becoming more profitable. For me, I was holding somewhere around three to three to five positions at a time during that time span. But in any case, uh, should, should you be selling them now? I would, I would say no. You don't necessarily have to sell your positions. I actually, and, and that's with me saying that as I actually took a short position today using SPXU. SPXU, for those who don't know, is a three to one inverse ETF of the S&P 500. So the S&P 500 goes down 1%. This trade is going to go up 3%. So it's a little bit more volatile. And I would urge you to um, consider, you know, what, what your tolerance is for um, volatility and, and, and risk. But nonetheless, we have this rally. We're now sitting right below the 200-day moving average, and that's the main reason why I took on a short position today because I wasn't sure we're going to break through it, and I think that there may be a little bit of a hesitation from the market to bust through that 200-day moving average. If I'm wrong, then I'm just going to get stopped out pretty much right right after we cross through that 200-day moving average, but that's okay. Um, I think it's a good risk-reward trade. It may not may not work, but if it does work, I think there's a lot of potential to make much more reward off of the trade than, than the amount that I actually risked. So that's my whole reasoning behind that. It's a, it's a good trade setup right now and one that I'm taking. Now, a lot of times they'll say, you know, you have a significant sell-off like this. this you have a, what they call a dead cat bounce that ensues, you know. And for, for the cat lovers out there, I'm sorry, you know, I didn't coin the phrase. But um, it's just, it's, it's essentially a, a thing that says, you know, even even a bad market's going to eventually bounce. You know, a dead cat, you throw it off of a building, which I don't know why you do that. But if you did, it would bounce, right? Even though, you know, I don't know how to explain it. It's such a, such a weird, it's like the old uh, comment of, you know, don't beat a dead horse, you know? I mean, another, you know, weird animal analogy. But um, nonetheless, it's, they're kind of, kind of hard to explain, but not, they... They call it a dead cat bounce, all right? That's, that's, what, that's what they are. Uh, but most people will say that this is a dead cat bounce that we're on. I, th- I think it's actually wrong at this point. Yes, we, we could have a significant news event that all of a sudden flips the script on this market and starts pushing stocks back lower again going forward. But right now, uh, we're not selling off drastically at all. We're seeing the volatility shrink quite a bit. The VIX is under 16. And... We're seeing big price swings to the upside, but very minimal uh, price swings to the downside. So there's a buy the dip mentality that was completely missing during all of quarter four. There was no buy the dip in quarter four. Now here in quarter one of 2019, we're seeing a lot of that now. We're seeing it to where the market sells off and then it quickly gets popped back up again. So uh, yeah, I, I got a short position. I also have a long position. I have AXTA. And I'm going to show you a couple of trades here that I've done recently. AXTA, it's down on me a little bit today because the market's just not giving us much to work with. Um, but nonetheless, it, I mean, it broke out, you know, yesterday over this, this resistance level here. So if you draw the resistance, you can see what I'm talking about right there. There's some clear resistance at the 2590 level that it broke through yesterday. So it's, it's really looking like an attractive setup. Now, the other um, trade setup that... I got out of actually Monday um, was Roku. And so Roku turned out to be a really good trade. I got here, got in around like 43 and change. It broke out. I think this was last Wednesday. Yeah. So I got in on this day here around 43, 60 something. I can't remember exactly offhand. 
But nonetheless, it, it just went way up there, and then I got out at about 49.30s. So it was a 13.1% gain, but it was a beautiful trade setup because it was breaking out right above uh, through that resistance there. And, and I jumped on it and, and never looked back and, and made a quick 13% on it. The other trade that I did was SQ this week, and I got out of this yesterday. Um, and again, you know, another another solid you know rally here. And I got on, it got into it the same day I got into Roku. I was looking at how it was holding this 200-day moving average. It was kept bouncing, and finally, it did bounce enough uh, yesterday to where I was able to get out, make some make some coin on it, and move on to the next trade. And that's what that's what you're effectively doing as traders. You don't know exactly how much money you're always going to make on a trade. It could be 13% like we got in Roku. It could be 1% like I got in Netflix today, or it could be like 5% like I just got in Square. So whether whether or not it's a lot of money or a little bit of money, what you always want to do is be protecting your capital. Raise the stop losses, okay? If the market looks like it's going to tank and it starts to sell off and the volatility is picking up, increase the stop losses. Don't let don't let the uh, the market take away the profits that you've worked hard for. And so, you know, you consistently build upon profits with more profits with more profits. And if you're disciplined and, and, and stick to your trading plan, then you're going to see, you know, your, your trading really flourish. So, um, so the next point, the next point that I wanted to talk about, we talked about the dead cat, we talked about some of my recent trades, but I also wanted to, um, to show you this one chart, the T2108. And the reason why is because it shows you how overextended this thing is. I mean, this is, to me, this is the most phenomenal chart. So anytime the T2108, it gets down into the teens, that is a usually a huge buy signal for the market. In, in the T2108, measures the percentage of stocks that are trading above the 40-day moving average. So when it when it drops below um, like 10%, 10% of the stocks that are, are, are out there are trading above their 40-day moving average, that usually becomes a very strong buy signal that stocks are extremely, uh, extremely oversold. And, and not only did it go below, but it, it took about four days before it finally bottomed down and just rocketed higher. But, but the crazy thing is, is that how much it rocketed higher. And this is the main reason why I don't think it's necessarily a dead cat balance. I think we may see some profit taking here in the near future because we're just way over extraded. I mean, 85% of stocks right now are trading above their 40-day moving average. Give you some perspective. I'll pull up a weekly chart on this. I'm going to switch this over to, uh, to where it's not a log chart here. But you can see, I mean, we are at some crazy highs. I mean, highs that we haven't seen since uh, April of 2016. So, and we just don't get that high. But what's even crazier is, is that it usually takes a very, very long time to, to go from like a 3.5% that we were seeing back in uh, December 24th, December 26th, to where we're sitting at an 85% reading right now. So I do think that there's an opportunity here for stocks to uh, pull back some and, and, and book some profits here. We haven't quite seen that yet, but... Keep it in mind because I do think it's very possible that we see it very soon. Um, but that doesn't mean that, that this rally is over with. It just means that it's it's got to digest the gains. It's got to let off some steam so that it eventually can push even higher going forward. So so that's the other that's the other chart that's been kind of on my mind. I, I'm a little bit leery of getting, you know, 50 or 60 percent long or 70 or 80 percent long in this market because a lot of your opportunity was was made here when when this market was just sailing through the sailing through the roof in early January and, and late December. And and finally, what, 
what do we have going forward here? The S and P, it's making people think, you know, or forget about the the sell off that we had in quarter four. It's making us feel like that the good times are back and that it's only a matter of time. We're about 200 points off from hitting new all-time highs on the S&P 500. And hey, it could happen. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Um, but it could happen sometime this year if this market keeps keeps uh, putting out good earnings and, and, and beating guidance and so forth. But where do we stand? I mean, is there any headline risk going into you know, this or in this quarter that we're in here? Or there, is there something that we should be worried about? I think one, the Mueller report. I don't know what's in it. I don't know what they're going to say. I don't know if it's going to be good for Trump or bad for Trump. But at some point, it's going to come out. And I think even the news that it's about to come out is going to cause some profit taking in the market. So I think you have a definite headline risk there, regardless of whether um, we know whether what, what the report says. And so just the very fact that it's coming out, I think it's going to make a, a, a bit of a shockwave in the market. So I think there will be some people, they get nervous about that. You have another potential government shutoff though, or shutdown, even though in January the shutdown <laughs> didn't jack squat to the market. No, nobody cared about it. But who knows? Maybe another government shutdown could wreak a little bit of havoc. But I don't think that's the main thing to be worried about. You also have China trade issues still. None of that's been resolved yet. So that could always, you know, come back up to the surface again. And then finally, um, you know, we, we've we've come out of earnings relatively unscathed. We continue to push higher through the earnings season. Companies like Apple, Facebook, they did great. Google, um, I mean, really, most of your big tech companies had great earnings reports. Whether they reacted negatively or positively or, you know, is, is a totally different story. I mean, you can have a great earnings, but yet still sell off. It's just whatever the street decides to do with it. That's why earnings is so difficult to trade and why I don't even trade it because I don't know what the heck the earnings reports are going to do. I don't think it's a good thing to, to trade because you could be into a trade that has, you know, maybe an upside of like seven or 8% and you have a 2% stop loss, but you hold it through earnings and all of a sudden you're looking at a 20%, 20% loss. And, and those are hard to come back from. So don't trade the earnings. Uh, I just don't see where it really helps you as a trader. So any case, that's going to be it for now. I'm, I'm glad we're able to catch up a little bit here talk about, you know, whether we should be selling our stocks or what we should be holding in, in conclusion, continue to ride this trend as long as it can. Now, I talked to you about the the short setup I took. I think it's okay. It's a short-term setup. It's just something to see, okay, will this 200-day moving average act as a wall and, and, and keep the stocks from going any higher? Or is it just going to be another opportunity for the market to cross another resistance barrier? I don't know. But I think that there is, if I'm if I'm right on the trade and the market does pull back some, maybe 2 to 3%, that could be a really nice trade and um, make for some quick profits. But ultimately... Uh, I don't think that you have to get really bearish on this market. Like I said, that's just one trade that I have. I have another long position in portfolio, so they're kind of balancing each other out. So don't don't get overly uh, bearish on this market right now just because you think that it's gone up too too far too soon because it can keep going up. And I may be wrong on my my short trade, and that's okay too. Um, there's There's a small loss associated with it if I am wrong, and you move on to the next trade. So... That's going to do it. If you guys have any questions, feel free to email me, ryan at shareplanner.com, and uh, look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast of Swing Trading with Ryan Mallory. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the Shareplanner Splash Zone, where I navigate the financial markets every day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you'll get a seven-day trial, access to my trading room, and text and email alerts. So go ahead and sign up by going to shareplanner.com backslash splash zone. That's www.
www.shareplanner.com backslash splash zone. And follow me at SharePlanner on Twitter and on SharePlanner's Facebook page, where I provide unique market and trading ideas every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me, ryan at shareplanner.com, or call the office at 321-522-6733. All the best to you, and God bless you.